Hey, everybody. It's Thursday night, and it's time for another KOL podcast. We're together again, fellas. Together again. Who are the fellas? I'm a fella, and my name's Jake. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. Hot Stuff is sick. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to face this way. And Jake is threatening to get sick. Yeah, I'm, so I'm just threatening to get Riff sick. <laughs> I have been, as I, as I said last week, uh, licking all of the bus seats and handrails on public transit and then spitting into Riff's beverages. Hmm. I was wondering why it extra tasty like that. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why your Mountain Dew tasted like bus? <laughs> why my Mountain Dew tastes even more like Mountain Dew than usual? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because I had also been drinking Mountain Dew. No, just because that's what Mountain Dew. Di- oh, di- oh, oh, oh! I see. That di- j- j- your joke is yes. that Mountain Dew in general tastes like the collected handrail leavings of an unwashed mass. I was watching uh, Mad Men and they were trying to like figure out some cocktails that tasted good with Mountain Dew and I was like, "Oh yeah, right. This is, it was developed as a uh, originally it was developed as like supposed to be a mixer, a for whiskey things, mixer, yeah. And it was just terrible as that. Huh. I had no idea. Yeah. I used to drink a lot of vodka and Mountain Dew yeah. uh, my freshman year of college. I, yeah. okay, I could see that. That and vodka and water. That is my vodka and Mountain Dew is too. basically Red Bull and, and vodka, right? Like, well, but it would yeah. taste better, right? It would, yeah, it's it would it's sweeter and not as strong, probably. Well, Doesn't taste like gum from somebody's butt. Yeah, the way that Red Bull does. But butt gum. Butt gum. Yeah. Oh, God damn, Mister Skullhead. He made me drink a fucking oh. Jaeger bomb. Just a shot of Jaeger dropped into like a couple shots worth of Red Bull, and it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the drinks where you end up with another smaller glass inside your glass. Like a Boilermaker? I would think that you would be like a Boilermaker man. If well, you isn't like... a Boilermaker? Boilermaker is two whisk... separate glasses, no, though, isn't it? You can drop it I, in. You it's can, just a shot in, but I don't think that you do. I think a Boilermaker is, is, is just a way of ordering a shot in a beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You get a bo- if you I've order seen a people, Boilermaker in a beer bag, they give you a shot in a beer in a beer. I've seen people <laughs> drop it in. I've seen people pour it in, and I've seen it. Yeah, two I've seen. Glasses, I've so. seen both of those things too. We used to get uh, at at the for a brief time there was a there was a trend to get a uh, Corona Limona, which was what they would do is they would give you a Corona and then they would have you drink a little bit of it and hand it back to them and then they would pour in a shot of like 151 lemon like lemon and lime flavored 151 okay so basically you were just fucked because (laughs) the thing about Corona is that like oh it's a Corona I can drink like 10 of these but the thing about shots of 151 is that after a couple you are fucked Right. And it just, it made it taste like a Corona with lime in it. That's awesome. Right? You couldn't tell that this was, that you were fucked. <laughs> Basically. So it was a good, it was a good time. Uh, so how was your flight? Oh, Jesus. So I, I, I think I've had the flu for a week and didn't know it. I, because I didn't really have any symptoms other than sort of being tired and kind of icky. Um, but then all of a sudden on, in the middle of my flight out here, uh, my <clears throat> my uh, digestive system rebelled, mm. <laughs> and so uh, I, luckily I was I, I I feel like it went about as well as it could possibly be imagined because I several times went to the bathroom and did not have any long waits and uh, was not really inconveniencing others all that badly, um, and it was all and everything <laughs> and, everything and happened in the bathroom land and have the flu. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Okay, so here here is a question: uh, Would you rather 
<laughs> have a flight in which you get home and get the flu or have a flight in which someone shits in your mouth. <laughs> huh. So <laughs> I think they probably got off easy <laughs> because those were the two options. He didn't yeah. explicitly oh. present it to them that way. Like they didn't know. Yeah, that's I was what's going on. I was in the middle seat. It was it was uh, it was probably the most uncomfortable flight I've I've ever had. Probably Was it bumpy? It was not that bumpy. It was bumpy once. There was like a everybody returned to their their seats uh, when I was in the bathroom. And I was like, sweet, no line. I'll stay in here for a while. Oh, man. So, yeah. I thought you were going to say, sweet, no line, bifocals. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This turbulence is atrocious. (laughs) Oh, Um, I say. (laughs) I don't think monocles and bifocals are the same kind of Britishizing no, well, Dang. yeah, but I mean, the the thing about a no-line bifocal is that you can't tell whether it's a monocle or not. Oh, okay. Do they have bifocal monocles? Sure, why not? It seems like you just have two different monocles, that, you know, at that point. Oh, working like, with the little, little flippy things? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for, yeah, for working on your Wild West uh, tinkerings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> the, so, there's a joke in there somewhere about a jeweler's loop and a French werewolf. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, loop, loop but I, guru. But I don't have it. I did not make that joke. Making that actual <laughs> joke is left as an exercise to the reader. <laughs> um, what have we? What has happened in KOL? I've, we have been like working on stuff and not releasing anything. So there right. is not. I haven't not been working on anything. news. I've been. I was mystery hunting and then sick. So I have been. Well, you were like word realmsing then mystery yeah. hunting. Yes, sick. That's true. apparently. Uh, Apparently your team did pretty good. was was yeah. apparently in the lead for a long time for most of the hunt. Apparently, yeah. I did not realize that we yeah because we solved a meta that was deemed unsolvable, <laughs> which I was like, huh, well, good for us. <laughs> did you say to the team, "Fuck you" in your unsolvable meta? Uh, no, I should have. Okay. It was an Ani DeFranco joke. Yeah, <clears throat> good for you. <laughs> Um, there were six metas, uh, six major metas, and well, seven, I guess, because the, the, there was like an intro one that was solved in the first hour or whatever. But uh, they basically said, you know, like you were supposed to solve all six to basically get to the runaround. And uh, by the end of the hunt, they had cut it down to five. They're like, solve any five of these six because <laughs> we are running way, way long. Uh, for those and, listeners who don't know what a meta is, stay oh, tuned right. for Video Games Hot Dog, right. where we will talk Explain about the mystery the hunt fuck. in detail. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, where where hot stuff? We'll talk about it, but he'll have yeah. a different name. Ooh. <laughs> so you're giving away our trade secrets. Oh, oh right, they don't know it's the <laughs> they don't know that these podcasts share anyone in common except Riff. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, you, have you, you nothing invisible in KOL? No, I have been I've been Jarlsbergin it up. Mm-hmm. I got a I got a whiteboard full of grids. Yeah, it's neat. Um, I think I beat everything into. I think that I my promise to Dev uh, last week, which is that I would have it testable by the end of this week, is a promise that I will be able oh, to wow. keep. Um, there are a lot of question marks. One of the uh, one of the skills descriptions is Jarlsberg couldn't remember what this skill was supposed to do, and the blue text is, and neither could Jake. <laughs> that oh, was you a funny. Should leave it like I that. should That's leave it like good. that. Oh yeah, that's it's just like a mystery skill. Yeah. 
That's a great okay. idea. Mystery skill. Uh, I don't know how skill that great doesn't that do anything. Is. Yeah, it'll be like uh, it'll be like uh, existential horror or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I figure it would actually do something. It's just nothing would tell you what it did until you had it. Maybe not even then. You'd have to use it and figure it out. You'd use the skill, and something happens. Yeah. Something dot happens. dot dot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jarlsberg seems like a a spady <clears throat> kind of guy. What are you? saying he's calling a spade a spade okay. yeah <laughs> uh look just because he likes to conjure watermelon and fried chicken oh. <laughs> see i wouldn't have gone that far <laughs> i know that's why i'm here Riff. okay that, that's your role in this production <laughs> uh you know who has the role of having the coolest name in this production is dog lord 420 who writes in the forum thread i was obsessing over how you chose to redraw the crackpot mystics pixels using just black and white and i like it a lot I'm especially happy with how the red and green ones have the lines on opposite sides because red and green are opposite on the color wheel good work are they i, was, I don't know to i was really surprised that it was red on one side green on the other and then blue was just crosshatched across the whole thing and i was like why is blue not the middle i'm so confused or uh, why is it not why is it not red on the left green in the middle and then blue on the right so it's like rgb oh yeah that's like there were, good there were a bunch of different ways that i was imagining well, having so a, I once screwed i'd it, seen your thing i screwed it up and had to i had a little uh you know, like in an old movie where you, the camera is pointing down the hallway of a hotel and there's a bunch of doors on every side of it and people go in and out of the doors uh, comically and very quickly and sometimes in impossible or improbable combinations. Yeah. Uh, I made all those images and I somehow fucked up saving them and ended up with a couple copies of one of them and the rest of them offset by one number. And then oh. I put the images on the pixels but then I had to keep changing them and then keep resaving and re-uploading them, which then changed them again. And then, wow, that sounds like a, a terrible comedy of errors. Yeah, it was a mess. I it did not occur to me to put lines in the middle. That that's not shading. I mean, on the top, maybe I could put lines on the top. Sure. I could have rotated it ninety degrees. Yeah, one hundred and eighty degrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, sure. I, you know, no, you're you're right. I like I worry that in. So it wasn't, I didn't just arbitrarily decide to change the interface on the Crackpot Mystic. I made the Crackpot Mystic use the thing that I would use if I were making him now, um, right. which is a little less usable, I have to admit. And that sucks. Didn't you, but you added the make as many as possible. Yeah, right? but what I, I might also add an option to that shop script to display Words the colors the of the pixels when it's, when it's those pixels. It's it's tricky because it looks nicer. It's it's tough to like usability. Yeah, is, and I mean, this is not a game where the looks, interface looking nice is of significant value compared to the interface being. I mean, because sure. we make fairly nice looking interfaces, and then people request totally reasonable features until every interface is a nightmare clusterfuck. Yeah, a thousand um, little check boxes and yeah links and yeah, and then you can't ever get rid of anything that you've added. Right. Well, you can. You just have to have. You just have to leave an option on yet another interface to turn it back on. <laughs> That's way easier than it used to be, though. Add another checkbox. Oh, because you to, add another checkbox to toggle a flag to the options menu is just like a line of code. Now. Well, it's that plus you are a lot less like hesitant to do it because it's broken up into tabs in a way that makes some sense, whereas you were just sort of getting sick of how long the account menu was for a long time. Yeah, that's true. It's still super goofy, the way that things are divided eh. on the tabs. Like, I I mean, I kind of remember where stuff is. <laughs> you were talking about like, adding a new tab yeah. <laughs> for this. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah, it's going to be great. I, <laughs> it's going to have 
zero or one <laughs> options on it, depending yeah. on who you are. Um, let's see. Dog Dog Blade Blade says, some rotten bastard seems to have sold me out, and now KOL is blocked at my workplace. So Aww. I had to complete my very first ascension ever this morning on my phone while sitting on the toilet. Anyway, my first ascension. I've looked at the beginner's fact and everything, but I still had to make some pretty harrowing choices. I'd like to ask you guys. One, if you were playing KOL for the first time right now, what class would you choose? I was a turtle tamer and loved it. We'll see how I fare as an accordion thief. What skills would you prioritize perming? Any other advice for the recently reincarnated? Will there be some kind of ascension mechanic for the word realms MMO? Something similar? Devilishly different? I would probably be a seal clubber. And I would not perm any skills because Seal Clubber's skills suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> I favor Disco Bandits. Um, and I would probably start with cocktail crafting. I'm not an expert. I'm kind of terrible at this game, but I find cocktail crafting to be pretty hel- helpful. I let's see. I was uh, originally an accordion thief and really liked that class thematically. Uh, it's hard to play. It's harder. Yeah. It's not. It's not that hard. Man, I can't wait to do all the skill revamps. The possibility of getting the um, the moxie bonus was pretty nice. Ode booze is really nice, but expensive. Um, I think skills that I would try to get early were, would definitely be you know the consumable uh, the things that just like the, summon, the summoning more. skills that yeah. let you make food and the the crafting skills and stuff like that. I like a I like a passive plus item drops skill. Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot of passive skills. Empathy. Uh, that's yeah, the kind of character the, the, the the creation that doesn't require a bunch of extra work on my part to make my character more powerful is what I enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I tend to play as fighters in stuff because there's just fewer things to have to mess with. It wasn't until World of Warcraft that it was like I I found my true spellcaster roots. I nerds are supposed to like being wizards, right? Were, but I was always more of a fighter kind of guy. They yeah, were talking about here. I like barbarians. Class differentiation in the the new uh not wasteland game. What is it? The whatever Project one, Eternity? Yeah, Project Eternity, thank you. Uh and like dividing up into like fighters had a lot of passive skills and the and like a couple of active skills and spellcasters had a lot of active skills and very few passive skills, but you could like theoretically mm. change that if you wanted to through customization. But that was oh like, because you don't pick a class, you just you no you pick a class. Oh, okay, but they like they're they're like still sort of differentiating them just in terms of play style that that sort of paradigm in mind. I was like, yeah. oh, you know, that's that's actually kind of true. Like spellcasters tend to have more active options yeah. available to them and the rituals and yeah. things you have to actually do. I I have a hard time devising a sort of a, a three-way split <laughs> between... <laughs> yeah, no, certainly that, but uh, I have a hard time... Like, you kind of have, like, hit points and you have mana, and so it's like, all right, well, fighters have a lot of hit points and wizards have a lot of mana and rogues have a lot of... Initiative. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, when thinking about like the way that the way that we would like classes to work in word realms, I like the idea of fighters being able to be like reasonably effective with short words. Right. You know, and wizards being more powerful overall but harder to play. Yeah. But then maybe that sucks. Maybe that bites you in the ass if we just make it so certain classes just can do more damage than other classes. It's gonna in make the it harder for time. PvP, but rogues, uh, can steal tiles. Rogues nice. harming the opponent in more subtle ways. Yeah. Like rogues rogues being like mid at the midpoint on the scales on which the wizards differ and then have the active ability to improve their own standing relative to their opponents either by buffing themselves up or by debuffing their opponents. Right. Rogues could have a longer turn timer to represent their 
quickness. Even just in KOL, I wonder, I in thinking about hmm. in thinking about the disco bandit stuff, the disco bandit skill revamp um that I would like to do. I am focusing a lot on them like being all stabby cuz that's kind of a thing. Yeah. And I wonder, but also just disco face stab, right? I mean, that's right. that is literally a skill about stabbing your opponent in the face. Right. But I think if I made a skill that was like you cutting your opponent's throat, people would object to me adding a bunch of violent shit to the game just mm-hmm. because it's new and they don't realize that they've been playing a class that for the last 10 years has been face stabbing. Yeah. You know? Right. Um and so I'm 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 wondering how I'm going to have to couch that stuff. I very much like the idea of them having a skill called Silent Rip, which involves them <laughs> quietly uh, harming, harming them with a knife. Si- oh, not not silent, but deadly. <laughs> well, there could be two. That could be a passive that increases the effectiveness of Silent Rip. Okay. Um, let's see. Will there be some sort of ascension mechanic for the Word Realms MMO? I would really like for there not to be. I um, like, I like it. I do too. As a game mechanic, yeah, right? But what I but what I don't playing. like is the is that it but just to keep playing. But it it makes it so optimal play involves skipping as much of the game as yeah. possible. Like it oh. it makes content relevant at every level, and it makes it so we can develop stuff at every level. But the stuff that is developed at every level either fucks us up because of the way optimizers will deal with it or more what, or less no one ever sees it after the first time they play through if it was all cosmetic what if ascending yeah, you picked it you picked a new class started over but you got a cool hat if that if, was only available we for could have ascending, ascending without without making speed important but if there is any gameplay benefit to ascending which if there isn't then nobody does it then speed becomes important whether we incentivize it via leaderboards or not. But because I mean, cosmetics, cosmetics could could be the answer to this, right? Like, y- you might want to have the coolest looking avatar, and we just reserve all the coolest looking stuff for. It would just be probably has the same. <clears throat> it would just problem. be so nice. Really? It would just be so nice yeah, to not I have mean, to if fuck you with want it. all the hats. And you, you have to as fast as possible. Well, I, like I think that we can figure out a way to keep content relevant and keep stuff fresh in a game that doesn't mean that doesn't have you like cycling through and having to deal with what do you do with all your fucking inventory after this? You know, you and you don't get to oh, keep your inventory. That's fucking terrible, and no one would ever do it. Like Ascension is a really cool idea, and we have super fucking comprehensively explored it, huh. and. Right now, now it's just an albatross, right? It is it is what has given the game replayability, but it is also what makes it so we just, there's just shit that we can't do, that there is no reason that we shouldn't be able to do it, except that it will just, like, piss off people who are playing the game optimally. So, Minecraft is a game where I enjoy starting over a bunch. Yep. And... Like I don't, you don't get to keep anything. You have to start over and like build back up, and like that's a lot of fun. All and of those restrictions are voluntary. I mean, yeah, yeah. So you can make a new character, yeah, right, of a different race. You can start over sure. in World of Warcraft, but you don't because it's not actually all that fun. It is not as much fun to start a new character in World of Warcraft and play through content that you've already played through as it is to start over in Minecraft where you're in a new world. 
Okay. I don't know. I I am slowly coalescing my vision, like grand sweeping vision document for the Word Realms MMO, and I want to present it to you guys and see what you guys think before we before we argue about the, the minutiae of it. Sure. Not that Ascension is among the minutiae of KOL, but... Also, since there was no New Year's Eve show, you guys didn't get to this comment, so let me repeat it. Please tell Hot Stuff that the portmanteau he was looking for was Turbacon. Ah. Turbacon. Uh, <coughs> and plus, Jick mentioned me by procedurally generated name, entirely unbidden on the show last week, and it made my little heart leap. I love how much you care about your little community here. It somehow makes even playing the game more fun. It somehow even makes playing the game more fun. Thanks for that. Um, well, you're welcome, Dog Talk. Matadzisti <laughs> um, says... After we found out we had backs, you made all the back items require 75 mist. It makes sense generally to avoid real power creep, but it makes certain back items, for example, the vampire cape and the paperclip cape, essentially useless. By the time you get 75 mists, they aren't worth wearing. Could we get a slightly more nuanced rule about back items, maybe review them to see if it makes sense to require 75 mist for every one of them? I mean, what makes sense is to have 75 mist be equivalent to zero mist and then increase all of the stat requirements on all of the other back items. Right. Right now, if we had a, if we had two back items, one of which gave plus nine muscle and one of which gave plus three muscle, they would probably both require seventy five mist. Right, but they shouldn't. Right, the the three should require seventy five mist, and the the nine should require one hundred and twenty five mist or something, mm-hmm. which we just didn't do. Um, <clears throat> seventy five mist is pretty high. Yeah, but I mean that's the like mist class. It's an extra equipment slot. Sure. Right. So I mean that nothing is. It's. It, but it we took some things that that were accessories away from people. We didn't really, did we? I mean, we turned some things that were accessories into back items. Mm. The, the ones that he mentioned, the the vampire cape and stuff. The things that people had potentially used and enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, the vampire cape was weird because it was a back item from a place that shouldn't drop back items, right? And I probably should have just gotten rid of it. Or, you know, maybe we'll put it on some other vamp. We'll put it on a vampire duck and make it more, make more it as powerful. powerful as a level 11 item, level 12 item, or whatever. Are there vampires anywhere else? Besides the Swiggy Forest? Yeah, I don't think there are. Uh, is Lord Spooky Raven? Uh, no, he's yeah. like, he's a Benjamin Franklin. But, I mean, isn't he undead at this point? No, I think he's just really old. Okay. (laughs) Um, Man, he's going to be super rich because he was like, I want to bequeath a thousand pounds to the city of uh, Seaside Town to bear interest for 200 years. And then I'm just going to collect it because I plan on still being alive. That's what I think Benjamin Franklin's will should have said. (laughs) The power of compound interest. Yeah. Uh, That... Does not hold as true when the interest rate is like less than a tenth of a percent. <laughs> like it's uh Yeah. No, I mean we've had some, we've had some money sitting in an account for a while. Some some of the company's uh rainy day funds and it's uh not uh not, not really done much. Not, not co- it's not doing much of what I would refer to as compounding. Yeah. Uh, it's just basically it's just, sitting it's there. It's mostly depressing. confounding. And, no, it's basically like, wait a minute. I thought that one of the defining factors of the one percent is that their money made it so they had more money. What the fuck? I guess we could probably give that to a man and say we will give you half of whatever you are able to earn with this. Right. And if it loses money, we will kill you. <laughs> you know, we could go. We should. Okay. Here's what we do. We go to Wall Street. We find an invest. Man banker. I think that's what they call them. Investment bankers. Investments. And we say, 
man, invest for us, man. Right. And then they'll do it, and then we can run the game forever, and nobody has to donate anymore. We got a New Year's card from our mailman. Oh, yeah? Happy New Year. Thanks, Mo Mailman. I think that's because you're supposed to tip your mailman, and we never do, and he just keeps giving us passive-aggressive cards. Thanks, assholes. I have to carry all of your fucking Amazon packages in here every goddamn day. I know you could afford to give me a tip. Anybody who has as many comic books as I have personally handed to you can afford to tip their fucking mailman. You pricks. That's what Mo is saying. I don't, it's in lemon juice. If you hold up lighter up to it, you'll see the invisible tipping link. the mailman. That seems like... Like, I understand tipping a waitress, but why Mailman is not only a completely that? different service, but it's a government job. Yeah. It's I, still personalized. I think it harkens back to when you actually had a relationship you your with your mailman, or which mailwoman. we could, right? It, we've had, like, more or less the same guy for a lot of years, but then every once in a while for, like, four months, it'll be a different person. Yeah. That's true. Right. And I don't know. I think we're supposed to. I think that is the. You are supposed to tip. I mean, that was the the mailman who wrote into Advice Hot Dog explaining this to us said, yeah, you're supposed to tip your mailman, you asshole. Maybe give him a cake or a bottle of rum or a rum (laughs) cake. Fill the entire mailbox with cake. Just like, oh, oh man, yeah. Just fill it. No, you fill it with batter, and then oh, yeah. give him a bl- put a bl- hang a blowtorch around the edge of it, and say like, "Hey, we made you a cake." Or a straw. Almost, we almost made you a cake. <laughs> oh yeah, like we could turn it into a cocktail, uh, like a cake tail. Uh, Benjamin Brown says, "Do you plan on expanding the clan VIP room? If you are, will the new VIP furniture replace existing furniture, or will the room increase in size?" Eh, I don't know. We haven't done a VIP furnishing. Furnishing. <laughs> well, we did the pool. Yeah. No, so we need to do swimming pool table now, right? Yeah. Um, table tennis, swimming pool, table tennis, court, jester. <laughs> jester. Yeah. Uh, court recorder, uh, recorder studio, audience, participation, ribbon, candy, apple store. <laughs> um. if, you could just, if you just get it to go back to the original word, you can just go on forever. That's no fun, though. That's cheating. It's Mobius cheating. Uh, Kawaii Nikobinaj says, Jix, will you open the spooky bro girl house with skeletons again? Nope. Um, Rajanili says, please to be making orchasm parts autosell. Need more meat to feed me, kitty. Uh, I don't think so. No. Blasphemous says, when will we be seeing some respect for those living on the planet's bottom <laughs> in the form of a kangaroo familiar? It kicks ass. <laughs> um, uh, Perhaps it will it will take the meat and not give it back. <laughs> uh, let's see what we could reference That'd be that. Really good. We could reference that. Yeah, it's just, it's just like a negative leprechaun. It just <laughs> actually could. it just gains weight, and all it does is make your meat. It just takes all the get, meat get that would be worse. dropping and get heavier. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> Blasphemous. Good idea. I mean, if we wanted to do that not as an awful joke, I could see it having, like, plus item drops based on weight, but it automatically takes the meat you get to make weight. Okay. <clears throat> Megama says, will we ever learn what existential crisis does, or is that just sort of a thing that has been implemented and we just need to spade it? Uh, it, it does, uh, not, it does not me telling you anything about it. I think you could say that it is working properly (laughs) 
As intended. As intended, but <laughs> that you are yeah. unlikely to have discovered why or or the the meaning of it. Mm. You could also say nothing. Your farts smell like dog food. <laughs> I think that might be true. Depends uh, on the dog food. And sensu uh, backwards. That's used nest neat. Uh, Will there be a hippie or a necrobromancer challenge path? Those two monsters look like they would be fun to play as a challenge path or class. I'm thinking of the hippies as a moxie class and the necromancer as a mysticality class. If they do uh, make the coveted class status, then what will balance them out in the muscle department? Well, here are some suggestions. Hippies. No meat dietary restriction and solar cooker as a unique stove. (laughs) Necromancer. Uh, can raise corpses that have consumed alcohol at any point in their life and uses a mixture of bone dust and hard liquor to raise the dead, which can be made from grinding bones and cocktail craft with any hard liquor. Um. Huh. A hippie and a frat boy challenge path would be cool. A hippie or frat boy. Mm. Although I would think frat boys would be muscle classes, right? I mean, you know, he's, he's neck bromancing, but... I think I figured out how to do... Well, not really... It's not exactly clan versus clan combat or whatever, but uh, to do something like that. Um, and I was thinking that the way to do it is to just... Instead of having... Like, because one of the major problems with like clan versus clan combat in the past has been how do you make a two-person clan competitive with a ten thousand person clan? Yeah. And what I realized is maybe what we need is just two factions in the game, and you pick a side and you fight for your team. And it's it's like clan versus clan, and maybe your entire clan is uh, aligned with a particular faction, but then that. As long as the <clears throat> the two or three like mega clans don't all go to the same side, that begins to be a, a meaningful thing, and then you can you can have it's just assumed that both sides have thousands of people on them, and that's what makes it interesting, right? So then, what does an individual person's contribution do? Interaction what? with that look like? Uh, that I mean, that's to be decided. But you have like a big map, and you take over territory, maybe by contributing turns to a particular we had talked about uh we had talked building about giant robots that that item of the month that spun out of control yeah i could, I could imagine that being that the interface one? well that spun so far out of control that we didn't do it at all yeah i mean sure next next month is is about. is one that had kind of spun out of control and I, and you were like I, you know the scope of it is not so it's it's yeah it's crazy I mean, I played through it today, and I wasn't like overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, yeah. But that's Did it like seem fun. Ah, uh, yeah. There was a lot of placeholder stuff, a lot of shit I got to draw. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but it's it's one of those things that you can do a thousand times potentially, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the the thing I'm working on now is friggin' like a hundred and fifty little three line paragraphs. <laughs> For, yeah, of which you'll see like I think six in any particular day. Um, Segatron says, "Loving the new content. Who knew the kingdom subjects were so layered? Uh, combine Mister A's, Ms. A, and Mister A Junior to create the Golden Pie Force. What the tri like the Triforce? Yeah, but where'd the pie come from? Well, they're they're round circles. <laughs> okay, uh, with all the produce laying around the kingdom, have you ever considered a salad shooter ranged weapon? Oh, that'd be uh, really funny. A salad tosser." <laughs> Uh, I would like a salad and go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, hey, Jix says, Light Wolf class act has been a really enjoyable way to make the combat between classes actually feel distinct. So how goes your own quest to play through all the classes? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> How far did you get? Uh, nowhere. I got. I played through a zombie master. Oh. Zombie Slayer? Zombie... Both of those things are true. Z- Age of Zombie. <laughs> um, and as a gauntlet throwing challenge to your quest, how long do you think you can play as a disco bandit using their kung fu hustle skill? I probably would not do that. I think that that, that is not how things work. I want disco bandits to be. Uh, Psycho person says, hello, as game developers, how do you feel about the concept of power creep? How do you guys feel you've dealt with power creep within the kingdom? And when is there, and when there is a release and new content, how do you guys go about balancing it? Mm. I think power creep is inevitable and desirable in, uh, in an ongoing game like this. So inflation, I've, I've heard people talk about inflation, like in just in the world and regular, like real world economies. And they say, you know, inflation is not a bad thing by any means. It's just keeping it sort of sane at sane levels that's important Um, because you want a sense of making more money and like feeling like the world is progressing. Like, you know, Mm. the prices of things going up slowly sort of makes makes the world seem like it's Mm. getting better (laughs) income. Right. To keep up, which, you know, has not necessarily been the case, at least in the U.S. in the past 30, 40 years or whatever. But um, I think power creep is similar in that way. Like it it you want things to be improving and you want it. You want a sense of the world sort of getting more and more like unlocking things that are of stronger power and, and, right. yeah. and that kind of thing. And like yeah, that's satisfying. Um, but if you do it exponentially the way that like World of Warcraft has done it, then you start to run into problems after five, ten years. Um, yeah, we have so far not had to do any like, I mean, apart from NS13, not any just like really catastrophic reboots of systems yeah. because of them getting out of hand. There are things that, you know, like the love songs was a pretty big misstep. Um, yeah. It, having really trivial, cheap combat tri- items to do combat. trivial trivially do just gigantic amounts arbitrarily large amounts of elemental damage means that's just a you know but we just had to come up with some other mechanism to prevent that from just always being a which i think we did you know like damage mitigation stops that from being a thing like we're still able to make boss fights hard and it's fine yeah the fact that the fact that we can still make a fight tricky if we really want to means that we're we haven't jumped every shark and that we can do that is a result of us having had to by painting ourselves into that corner by making a the occasional misstep with how much bigger a number should be than the numbers that came before well i can't remember where where i saw this but the there have been a lot of people who've been talking about like game balance and how a perfectly balanced game is probably not all that fun you want Mm -hmm. the game to be a little imbalanced and i think having power creep in a game helps you achieve that because you, you things get more powerful than they should be and so then you have to sort of like figure out how to match that challenge with some more content. Yeah, either make something stuff. else more powerful or occasionally like, oops, sorry, we made this less powerful. Sure. Or, you know, less complicated and... In the process. Like, and a lot of times, <laughs> you know, we will sometimes, hey, we've added a bunch of new content and simplified one of these systems and, oh, by the way, we also nerfed a couple other things that were real outliers in the previous system. And it's okay, you know, because there's a spoonful of sugar with that right. little little single we did that M&M the... sized turd uh, <laughs> that we just fed you. The critical revamp, yeah, was like that. Yeah, well, we had like that was just a corner that we just couldn't do anything useful in. 
without changing the system. Um. Uh, <clears throat> Glebes wrote, you mentioned Monday about needing a way to look at skills mid-combat. What about right-clicking a skill in the combat action bar? Um, oh, man, I always forget about the combat action bar. I don't like it. Don't like it? It's real hoggy. Uh, hoggy? Yeah, it's. I think it is crazy inefficient, like, code-wise and performance-wise. Um, I like it so much more than the the vanilla interface i would too the reason that i don't use it i mean i like so i would use it and then i would me using it all the time would make it so we improved it if uh it didn't obscure error output wow that's the one on dev yeah well because i just can't troubleshoot stuff like i I constantly have to fix that problem because that you should i just constantly have to turn it off because whenever there's a script error it pops up behind the combat action bar um, huh. I, sure, I could. That would that would be worth twenty minutes of your time, or an hour of your time, or four hours of your time. I have no <laughs> idea how long that would take. That's <laughs> two weeks problem. of your time. I don't actually know either, right? Because that's yeah. like, yeah. Because obviously that's not something you would have ever intended. And the fact that was it Xenophobe who coded that in the first place. Yeah. The fact that he never fix that implies that it's not like trivial trivial i guess well, i mean you could you can like copy and paste the errors out like it's not like it makes it impossible yeah, to troubleshoot it's just a sucks. hassle yeah. um but yeah 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 uh also oh wait southwest says being able to search for mr store items in the mall is great any chance you might make that a possible filter in the inventory as well huh that seems in the a little weird inventory revamp that you've been tossing around, there's no reason we couldn't just have some pre-made filter sets, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, theoretically, because these are just like white lists of items. And if we generalize that yeah. some, somehow, maybe, you know, this just because I like being able to do it the, through the spindlers, maybe having all of those item sets as word buckets would be worthwhile how do you mean <clears throat> just instead of like right now there these the whitelists exist in code somewhere obscured from my view oh i see in the for the mall stuff you mean yeah well but yeah, if we well, have, have to be i mean because those are we're going to use them in multiple places though right but those are not things that can really generalize very easily because they're like they're like adjuncts to the mysql query that the mall search returns, right? So, like, it's a very different thing. Like, content unlockers is a list of item IDs, and Mr. Store is a field in the item table oh, that it's searching. Oh, on, right. So, it's right. not. Because we're actually yeah. just using a checkbox on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and sure. so, it, it's not like there isn't. You can conceptualize a lot of ways of dividing up items that you cannot generalize in any one specific format, unless that format was list of item IDs. Like, that will always work, but it's super cumbersome if, for instance, your set is hats. Right. You know, you'd have to. Okay, no, you're right. Be a pain to maintain. Ashton says, "What's the latest on Word Realms?" Getting there. Yeah, it's like we've we've been a little slow to work on it because of a bunch of outside world influences, but we're still chugging along. Uh, what's the word on the KOL card game? Beyond that, the Kickstarter was successful, of course. Uh, think... Last update that they sent out was that they were having manufacturer some trouble. trouble with the manufacturer. Yeah, which it like one one of their two. Yeah, which is unsurprising because that shit just always happens. It took us a yeah. year to get the tiny plastics made. 
And he, that was after spending at least a year or two trying, just trying, trying to, find, to find out how and it. where to get them I think them you said made. the manufacturer for the actual game is is totally yeah, online and good. It's the manufacturer for all the Kickstarter bonus stuff that they're having trouble with. Well, I th- but like I mean, the custom printed name stuff and things. Oh, that's interesting. Which it all has to, that all has to be done before they can box anything up. Yeah. That sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for people that back Kickstarter projects expecting them to actually be done on time because like the more I realize like these are all people who are not like that have not done this full time for 10 years and have a good sense yeah, of how long we should have known take. we should have known better sure on ours we should have known better. we wanted but, a deadline to sort of push ourselves and it definitely helped motivate us to get a bunch of shit done uh but like it's just it's frustrating because like we you know the game is in a shape where we could we could release it but we would just be so unhappy with it yeah. that like it's just uh, that's so fr- it's so frustrating it's like like there's just all these little bits of polish that we're trying to add and like doing that is su- takes a surprisingly long amount of time it's just I that's I, like I, <coughs> yeah, there's a lot of blizzards there is, like there is a tremendous amount of friction in the process too yeah. right like to do to do the equivalent amount of content in word realms to a given amount of content in kol takes i don't think that i am exaggerating when i say a hundred times as long <sighs> like just if if you sat down and tried to do something in Word drums, like making a change in the code, you have to then compile it and push it back out, which takes just a few minutes, minutes every time, yeah, maybe. And that that w- delay, that wait is is just long enough where it is just it's it's like, super demoralizing. It maybe yeah. you cannot you cannot continue to pay attention. So it is like this constant. Plus, I imagine if you're if it's if this is code for anything that's at all complicated, you have to push it out in tiny bits over and over yeah make no, sure you're thing. not getting any bugs in there yeah, yeah. so that's that's no it's so, so ev- like many 10 minute every, chunks. Ev- the, um, the work that each of us do individually on word realms is just so hamstrung by these like by legacy the the fucked system, up yeah the system is sort process of and developed and it like it it has so many times it we were like well we're so close to done that it doesn't make sense to 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 revise to it, revise yeah. this yeah but like that just wasn't true like well, in, in retrospect, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but because I mean, every time, every time I was like, I'm sick of fucking with this. I am just going to start from scratch. Right. How we deal with this data, then that's a thing that's suddenly easy to work on in the future. Items have become yeah. much easier to make. Yeah, and like and and kind of you know and and it's like if I had, if I had sat down for a few days and just said, all right, we're I'm just making a fucking monster spindler yeah. for Word Realm, so we don't have to keep fucking around with editing all this XML by hand. Then that probably would have saved us way more time than it cost me, but yeah. it's like, well, how many more monsters are we going to add? And you know, it turns out maybe only ten, but those ten are going to take a month each. It's like, oh god, it is so much harder than it should be. Yep. <clears throat> well, I mean, at least this is lessons that we're learning in advance of the MMO. Yeah, I would feel much better about that if they weren't all lessons that I already knew going in. <laughs> like. I think as you've started to work on KOL hot stuff, you have started to understand Code how has. bad working on Word Realms is relative yeah. to working. On, when when I would complain about it before, and you would be like, "What are you talking about? This is fine." I'd be like, "No, you only say that because you don't know what it's like to work on something that isn't fucking garbage." <clears throat> anyway, 
Uh, what part of Pandaria contains the farm you mentioned a few episodes back on Video Games Hot Dog? Yay, a question that makes Yay. me happy. Uh, uh, two half fawn. It's in the middle. Two moon valley. Something like that. Valley of the Four Winds. Oh, are you talking no, about something that's different? that's the Blossom. Yeah, Valley vale of, of the Four Winds. No, Vale of Eternal where... Blossom. Valley of the Four Winds is where Half Hill is. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just north of the Krasserang Wilds. And just, and just south of the... Vale of Eternal Blossom. Golden whatever where the temple is. Yeah. yeah. Just west <laughs> of the Jade Forest. Anyway, that's where the farm is. Yeah. Go plant some beans. Is, is this <laughs> on the back of the turtle? The turtles no. all the way down. No, no, no. That's the that's only the starting area. I see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't done the panda starting area. I should check it's, that out. We we fun. did it at BlizzCon. It was pretty unfinished. Really? It was fun though. We need to check out the goblin one too. Uh it's dumb. Is it? Where yeah. is it? Yeah. Um, is it South Sea Island? No, it's it's instanced. It takes place way back in time. It's on it's it's in a oh. place that it gets destroyed I as enjoyed... a result of you playing through the opening stuff. No, it's like you are fucking, you drive around in a hot rod and you, one of your quests is to like get out of your hot rod for a minute so you can throw the winning pass in a football game. And like, it is fucking terrible. Wow. What? The it is fuck? so, it is so dumb. <laughs> I did it en- just makes me angry. Weird. Thinking about it. I did enjoy discovering when I was playing cataclysm that when you go, when you go to booty Bay and they have that big, uh, goblin statue like the the jesus statue in brazil in in the cataclysm that gets broken open and it's entirely filled with pirate treasure (laughs) if you had a bill and ted style time machine where would you take it would you answer differently if it was a back to the future style time machine uh yeah back to the future style Mm. time machine i would take it to le mans (laughs) (laughs) what's i mean what's the fundamental difference here between a bill and ted style time machine and a Back to the future. Was Bill and Ted's a phone booth? Yeah, it was a phone booth that you had to dial some shit based on a book. So that has the greatest American hero problem where if you lose the book, you're fucked. Mm. But Back to the Future has the inherent in the story of Back to the Future problem where if anything happens at all, you're fucked. (laughs) And can never, like, although once once it is equipped with Mr. Fusion, it's fine, except for uh, then something happened in the Old West where they were stuck. Too right, and they had to. Yeah, I don't remember, remember what it was. Or, they had to, and they had to put the they had to build the time machine on the train. Yeah, because nothing they were the car wouldn't go eighty eight miles an hour. They could Man. have just gotten some really fast horses. Looper made me mad. Did it? Yeah. <clears throat> just the way that the way that they handled the time affecting stuff was like <clears throat> so awesome, questionable, awesome, <laughs> awesome, and a good story. Let's save it for like, let's save it for, okay. video, for video games. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stethril says, "Can you turn on multi-use for the Smodor keepsake box?" Uh, not readily, and that's why it's not multi-usable. Is because anytime an item, this is a weird thing about the process. Anytime an item has to do one thing under one set of circumstances and another thing in another set of circumstances, like I wanted it to be, because this is the kind of thing that people bitch about. I wanted it to be absolutely impossible for you to get any of those parts after you've built the bridge, right? Mm. So when you open the keepsake box, it has to do something else if you've already built the bridge so that you don't end up with quest item parts that you can't get rid of. So anytime an item has multiple states like that that it has to check, it takes like an extra five minutes to make it multi-usable, right? Whereas something that's just like, you know, give you a different quantity of something is no extra time at all. And five minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but 
<clears throat> when I'm implementing something that is a series of a hundred five minute tasks, any of them that I can make five minutes instead of 10 minutes is what I'm going to do. Um, it, it, at some point, somebody will mention this when I'm sitting down with a terminal window open and I will, f- I will deal with it. Maybe like, maybe some players should make a list. I know that there are other things that people would like to be multi-usable that are, are in this sort of category of things that are like, yeah, we just need to do semester code to make that happen. And we could just have like a forum thread where people suggest stuff and then we can compile them for a someday when you don't want to do anything else list. Yeah. Cause you like, you like having lots of lists of things to do. I someday. do. I love it. Mr. Crack writes uh, a post about how, how great it was when Hobopolis came out um, yeah. and how it that really got people all excited. And then basically, so yeah, I would like to know if a successor in spirit to Hobopolis is going to come into existence at some point. If this was to happen, I would love it long time. The problem with Hobopolis was that it took six months, and that's like all we did for six months, and then ended up with this awesome thing. And it was really awesome, but we don't ever have six months to work on anything. It wouldn't take that long anymore. Potentially. You know, the, it depends on how novel we want it to be, right? Like, if the, do we, do we want to have a lot more like multiple people required and stuff? Yeah. And I think that we don't need. In order to make the people happy, we don't need as much of that as we need to make us happy. Right. Right. Like, people really, really liked the sorority house, and that was, was just standalone. Kind of nothing. Yeah. And people really liked Elf Alley, and that was literally nothing. <laughs> uh, you know, to, to me. To the point it where was, it didn't even exist. To me, it was literally nothing because there was nothing new about it at all except a name generator and, and whatever. I, I think a lot of it has to do with having a good name generator. Yeah. Which so, is. Surprisingly difficult sometimes. The thing that I have in my head that is the closest to something that I feel like we could actually act on for a new client, the thing that I could actually sit down and start working on now, unlike the library, right? Because the fundaments of the library are, there has never, Un- there has never yet emerged a good system for handling the conceptual stuff that I wanted to do. Which is so frustrating the because the, the whole idea for that thing was for... To, it, to, to be build. a place to dump new one-off clan dungeons. Yeah. And that would be really nice. It's just not how we operate. Yeah. You know? So the, the, the one that is the closest in my head to a thing that I think we could actually work on right now is fucking, like, it's got 15 zones instead of five. And yeah. there's no way to do it. with There's no way in there's my no mind good way to do it without, to do it all without them all being done at once. Yeah. And... You know, because if we do it as like a work in progress thing, we're just never going to finish it because we'll always, there is always a challenge path. There is always an item of the month. There's always. You were even working on it a little bit recently, weren't you? Yes. There was like, I saw some name generator stuff going on. Well, I made a name generator. Yeah. I mean, that stuff's the fairly, that stuff's the fairly easy part. I mean, that it's important because it has to be right. It has to, it has to work right and be funny. Yeah. Um, So in short, like it is definitely on our minds and it is something that we are. And it has been on our minds for five years. It's been five years since Obopolis. Wow. Really? 2008. Wow. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. So here's a question. Was Slime Tube as exciting? Because that's something that you did more or less by yourself in a month. Yeah. And was it like it was... It was another one dungeon? note, right? I mean, it was another dungeon, but it was very one note. It was very, the way that people approached it was real mathy, right? From the get-go. Like, they didn't, hmm. 
And that's the, it's like, I would almost want, if we made a new one, I would almost want to like not have to focus on figuring out like speed rewards for it or whatever, because. Although that was one, like, that was one of the things that, that was got a people really, excited. It was a really compelling thing, but it was it. crazy hard to, to design. The, what, Hobopolis stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and it's even harder now because there is more, there is another five years worth of extra shit added into the game that gives people new abilities to do stuff in here. And it's like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it is hard, and you know what? Everything worth doing is fucking hard, and I should just yeah. stop being a whining ass pussy and just do it, right? But there are a thousand other things that are also like that, right? You know, if when I think about how much work got done in December, and I think about despite the fact that I was completely out of commission for 10 days in December, how much of it I personally got done, I think, what the fuck is wrong with me the other 11 months of the year? And then I remember, oh, right, that fucking sucked. <laughs> that was awful. And I am still tired from that. I mean, I had I had a bunch of like 16 or 18 hour days in December. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of work. You just can't you can't keep that up. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> from the Thursday show, you compared the number of Elvish sunglasses sales to that of Crown of Thrones. Would you kindly uh, also be able to compare those values to the V-mask and navel ring and those mm. again to say Librum of Brickos? Okay, so the navel ring and the V-mask were similar amounts of sales and about half, little more than half of what the Librum of Brickos sold for. And let me compare V-mask to, what were you going to say? Uh, to Elvish sunglasses. Um you already looked up the the other numbers. Uh, I made a report. Oh, you did. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's going to take me a little while because I wasn't actually logged into KOL. Um, <clears throat> so, Elvish sunglasses. I have a number. Yeah. And Vivala mask. The Vivala mask was actually a little more. So yeah. the what was the uh, other one? Twenty five percent. What was the other one that you asked about? Um, was the navel ring. The navel ring... The navel ring sold about 15% less than the Vivola mask. The The navel ring is similar to the Elvish sunglasses. Yeah. Um, so... It's interesting to see, like, because people... People not, think... not Not having information like this has a significant impact on the speculation. And I think it's important... It's important that there's a level of obfuscation yeah, that they don't, there. That, that it not be in it. Like the, the Marfect is the Marfect. The market <laughs> is perfect information. Yeah. But the 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 broader economy is not because right. you don't know how many people have it's, the things. It is so important for there to be layers of arbitrage, yeah. and it's it's weird. Like you I, like you have to have you have to have unknowns for an economy to be interesting. Because otherwise, profits uh, profits always reduce to zero, right? <laughs> it, it is it is like people assume that the Viva La Mask sold way more than the Mayfly bait, for instance. But like, let's look. It actually we sold wow, significantly more packets of Mayfly bait than we did Viva La Masks, right? So you panning an item of the month doesn't you know, six months in retrospect or whatever doesn't really reflect reality. But it was, I mean, the Mayfly bait not being tradable means that it's, it's got like, there is, 
items that are tradable are in, inherently sell worse. Just yep. inherently. Yeah. There's like, yeah. yeah. You know, because people are like, well, I only need one and for all five of my characters, and yeah. I'm just going to trade it back. And or I only need one for my fi- entire fucking clan. clan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's it, like, you know, maybe you, gentle listener, are not the kind of person that would do that to us. But somebody. But somebody somebody, somebody will, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's weird. I mean, I, at the same time. See, the other thing about power creep is that it f- keeps us afloat. Yeah. Right? That's the, true. The tome of clip art has been the best selling item of the month of the last since we did the tome of clip art. You know, How was it really? and yeah, and prior to that, I'm pretty sure that for a long time, the first garden was the best selling mm. one for a while. Right. And those were just those were when we said, you know what? It is OK to introduce some power creep. So let's just make either a new the place slot. for stuff to right. go, a new slot for stuff to go in or make something that just resets the market on you know, resets the landscape on some existing slot by being available now and clearly the better choice for most purposes, you know, and I think like having doing the aftercore thing for tomes made that a little more palatable so that there was you didn't feel as bad for having the older stuff because you can still. Yeah. And everything's stacking like, you know, being able to use the output of all of those things together in aftercore to achieve some crazy stunt or whatever yeah during it or to to absolutely maximize something or you know during an event or something like that which like that i think there is still a lot of value in having all that stuff going on so you know we we keep all that stuff in mind whenever we do all this stuff but it's 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 bizarre how tricky it is to like try to keep all of this in like all of these balls in the air as we juggle uh, economy and trying to like have things be fun and come out and and also be able to like you know buy food. <laughs> <laughs> A favorite bird and why riff. Uh, I I like that poem about the raven. Velociraptor. Oh yeah, okay. And why? That's good. Because uh, they work in they're, they're, they can because they're clever. Linux. They're clever girls. Uh, Pelican, uh, okay. because I like getting letters. Okay. Uh, uh, favorite animal and why? Riff. Uh, foxes. Uh, why? Because uh, they're they're cool. I don't know. I really like wolves. I was gonna say like I like I I have this like romantic idea of a wolf that is not the gray. <laughs> like because I you know I want to like be a member of a wolf pack and hang out with them and like howl at the moon and stuff. You want to be the Jane Goodall of getting eaten by wolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Human beings. Oh. oh. Because they can talk to you. Okay. <laughs> and share ideas and culture. And that, uh, that, and that always turns out so well. No, <laughs> I don't know. I, like what? I don't even know. Like I like my cat. My cat oh, in particular is yeah. my favorite animal. Uh, okay. Um, is Avatar of Jarlsberg just a long series of bad cheese jokes? No, I haven't made a single cheese joke yet. What? How is yeah. that even possible? I, well, he didn't know. <laughs> that, uh, Ethereal Oblivion says, is there a reason that the sea feels like an indirect item of the month access zone since the primary means of accessing the fishy buff for any extended sea operation for any decent number of turns per day hinges on a pen pal drop? Sure, fishy comes from other sources, but they're either limited time content, advent calendar drops, one time per day short buff, or consumable hits that have durations far short of current aftercore standards. I mean... I, I would say the reason that the C feels like an indirect item of the month access zone to you is that you are looking to interpret something in an uncharitable way. Well, no. I mean, I think if I had 
been on the ball, I would not have let somebody have spindled just infinite amount of fishy the way that we did. I just didn't. I I I dropped the ball in that regard, right? But it's not infinite, right? It is. It's, it is a few turns per day per aftercore pen pal user. But that is that is. There are tens of thousands of meat in the mall. There are tens of thousands of meat in the mall. Yeah. If if they were in the mall at min, min price, price, right? Like as soon as as soon as people start actually spending time in the sea, as soon as we give oh, people meaningful okay. shit to do down there, that's true. This is going to equilibrize itself. That's a good point. Real fast. Because right. like, if if we follow through in the plan as last discussed, which you know was a year ago, um, there will be a, a there will be a compelling reason to spend a bunch of time in the sea. Yeah. And I mean, it's not. I don't think of it as being necessary. Like, I get what you're saying. Fishy is not going to be as hard to come by. Like, it generally, our plan for approaching the sea is to make it a little less harsh. Yeah. to get started on and i think we started down that road with the pen pal by saying like eh, okay give him some fishy right let's add another way to get some of this because it will be easier than it is in the future and this will be more in line you know making it so you can only use one of those a day would have maybe been a little hmm. yeah but uh, you know. i have always been less stingy with fishy than with breathing underwater right, right? there isn't that is a more serious I mean, it's a problem that you solve and then it's solved. Unlike fishy, which is a thing that you have to maintain. But um yeah, I don't know. March, man. March mad man March mad madness. Manned bents. Uh ever consider updating the digital keys perplexing door to have Ajax buttons, says Raijan Ely. Uh no, because I don't know what Ajax is. That isn't true. I just uh, Dear Jake, responding to the Peaks response from last show, the Twin and Oil Peaks have no cold spooky resistance. Twin Peaks gives plus damage to ghosts, but only one Oil Peak item gives plus elemental damage, and it's a nine oil item. Okay, I understand that that means that to you, that item effectively doesn't exist, but it does exist. That, like, hmm. I, I, your objection is not that there isn't anything in those peaks that helps you with a boo peak. Your objection is that there is nothing in those other peaks that makes a boo peak faster for you, and there wasn't necessarily meant to be, right? So, my, like, my contention stands, and your objection is overruled, sir. <laughs> uh, statistics on perm skills. For example, what skills are most normal perm? What skills are most hardcore perm? Um, you know, it's about what you'd expect. All the like, the yeah. summoning skills and the yeah, the uh, crafting stuff. Yeah, and not a lot of uh, not a lot of seal clubber stuff in there. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Hi again, says True Mortality. Uh, so the new to me VIP and garden items in the month seem like an interesting way of adding mechanics that wouldn't have worked as well as items or familiars or something. Were they intended as one-offs that worked well enough to reuse, or were you trying to come up with something that could be reused as a design? Definitely the latter. Can, which which particular ones is that the that, that he means are new to him yeah, like does that mean like did he just get a VIP key or something or maybe or the only the most recent like the so he's probably talking about the pool and the um, skeleton okay packet. skeleton packet didn't sell very well at all really by the way. yeah hmm. just looking at that that was huh. um, do you have any other new styles of item of the month in mind even in the formative stages or are you just working with the ones you have at the moment I expect a lot of things could now be made using the existing methods rather than just being different to be different uh, were there any style ideas that were scrapped or turned into something else that you could tell us about definitely things have turned into something else like zombie 
zombie, zombie master yeah. was supposed to be and i like that was yeah. the initial idea for that was as an item of the month yeah um we had talked for a long time about trying to do batman as an item of the month but a lot of ideas that we had that were too out of control to be items of the month just became challenge paths um yeah i mean we've that that thing that we are being vague about uh which i thought would be a neat uh, item of the month rapidly grew out of out of scope for what an item month would be, and it would just, like it would be, like it would be something yeah. that would just should be available to yeah. everybody all the time, and, and it should be a thing of, that we devote more than the um, item of the month yeah. crunch amount of time to. An item of the month is like two it has a lot of potential weeks usually, and, and like you know this this one is is much more like Riff has been working on this, which wasn't necessarily going to be an month. item. Yeah, it wasn't of the month. necessarily supposed to be an item of the month, but. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but he's been working on it for like six months or nine months. In a way, or, yeah. in a way, I, I feel like it's been the, yeah, it's been the back burner thing I've been working on when I haven't had anything yeah. else. The the young man, in some ways, was too big of an idea to be what it was. Like, yeah. it is so, yeah, it is so flush with potential, right? That people want us to add new jars to it, and you know, I would what I would rather do is figure out a way to do another. You know, like a Freud green tomato was my <laughs> oh. see. Uh, th- that was my initial suggestion during the conference call for what is this familiar actually called? Yeah. And I suggested Freud green tomato, but then I was like, all right, all right. How about angry young man? If you guys insist that Freud green, to- if you guys just hate Kathy Bates because she's fat, then fine, we'll we'll have it your way. I hate her because she was in Freud green tomatoes. <laughs> Um, I don't like because she's kind of mean. So we could. <laughs> she keeps breaking James Con's <laughs> legs over and over. How does this, maybe I, I just left the DVD on yeah, repeat? I keep watching it on repeat. <laughs> I left the DVD on repeat, and I, I keep fucking up and mistaking my television for a window. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God! I've been taking a lot of PCP. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's the only way I can unwind after after December. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Floyd Green Tomato. Yeah. So if next year's content familiar could be a few more oh. of these, right? A few more ways of, like, then that would be great because that's a way for us to continue. Because we, we had, like, three times as many ideas as we ran with. Yeah. We had a lot of ideas where a bunch of us had an idea for one guy. Sure. <laughs> or but whatever. I mean, yeah. But, but Susie is an obvious sure, thing yeah. that we didn't do anything with. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had forgotten about the captain of the gourd. I always forget that he's there. Um, <laughs> also, I read recently that things like dancing meaning item drops came from the descriptions of the first familiars that had that effect. For some reason, I really like the way this works and wondered where the idea for this came from. I mean, it didn't really come from anywhere, this right? Is, like, this is us just... like recognizing that tropes are important and just running with it without yep. without thinking about it at first. Also, if you could revisit this through time travel or whatever, would you keep the same representations or change anything? I mean, I, I'm really glad that that's not a possibility because yeah. I would just become crippled trying to... <laughs> like, fucking... It was real easy to name the Kingdom of Loathing. It is fucking impossible to name anything else since then yeah. because I'm suddenly like, wait a minute, I might... This might be a thing that hundreds of thousands of people look at. Yep. I, it's real important that this be good, whereas that was the absolute opposite of my approach to making this in the first place. It's like that fucking sophomore slump, right? I mean... Oh, like naming your second novel? Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, no. Never mind. Uh, when you get the desert bus pass, the top navigation pane automatically refreshes to display a link to the beach, says Felony. Could you add the same functionality when creating a skeletal skiff? Uh... 
Yes. Ask me later. Um... Any chance, says Gopher Chan, you'd reconsider the one use a day on uh, limit on empty uh, psychoanalytic jars, maybe changing it so it only applies to getting jick jars. I'm actually okay with that. Oh. If it only applies to the ones that we want to keep scarce. Oh, that would, okay. I was, my suggestion had just been to do, to up it to two. Yeah. But, but, but also that, that also works. Yeah. I mean, I could just see making it so it only sets the flag. In some cases. And only check, then I have to only check the flag in those cases also, but yeah. Yeah. I'm actually I'm entirely okay with that. Remind me tomorrow to do that. Okay. Siri, remind Hot Stuff to remind me tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know who Hot Stuff is. <laughs> also, you haven't fed me in weeks. <laughs> Dip your phone in oatmeal. <laughs> Not that kind, the apple cinnamon kind. Man, Siri. <laughs> this is getting weird. Again, could just be the PCB. Mm-hmm. Um... If you spend... Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Hey, guys, says the dog delusion. So this is a rather pathetic admission. No, it's not. But I get absurdly happy when I see updates when I log in. Even trivial updates that don't actually affect me make me giggle with happiness. Perhaps it's a stupid request, but mm, what you say to posting updates more frequently doesn't have to be anything that even really qualifies as trivial. Seeing an update that a typo was fixed or that the drop rate of some item nobody wants has been tweaked minorly would be more than enough to make my brain think that something wonderful has happened. Yeah, I know that I should. I mean, we do... 10 things a day that are as significant as some trivial updates that have been posted. It's just my threshold for what's worth now that like, I think part of it is now that it is going out on Twitter, right? You don't. And now that there's an RSS, like knowing that when I post an announcement, nightmare gets a text message makes me, (laughs) makes me really loathe to that's funny. Jesus Christ. I hate social media. Did you read that inter- that internet article? <laughs> Did you guys read that internet article? <laughs> no, I haven't. Been, I haven't looked at the internet lately. Uh, online, go yeah. th- go online. Okay, you'll, f- you'll find it. Just keep looking. Okay. Um, it's by that guy who yeah. posts on the internet. No, it's an onion article, is what I meant. Oh, oh God, that that comic. I think it was a cyanide and happiness comic where uh, the guy asked the girl to go home, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll go to my house, and you go to yours." And then he's like, "But then I don't get to see your boobs." And she says, "They're on the internet. Just keep looking at boobs. You'll know when you see them." <laughs> That's the best. I love those guys. Uh, uh, this has been the segment of the show where I just <laughs> I just reminisce <laughs> about a webcomic. What was the Onion article? Uh, it was just like uh, people demand less interactivity from websites. We just want to oh. go to a web page and read a thing and not yep. not comment on it. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it, am I wrong in thinking that Web 2.0 was the like idea that every page should be? Should have a comment section and like yeah. be yeah. user yeah. modifiable. User, com- user created content was the like thing. that. That is of extremely dubious value. Well, it made a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. Did it? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's also all like of you. Like nobody. And, like yeah. people making a living from uh, getting a huge popular YouTube video mm. would not happen if YouTube didn't insist that you and provide good opportunities to. Gangnam style, man. Like, what? Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? The number of views that that thing has. Yeah, I mean, there's several guys that make their living doing Minecraft videos now. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, That's amazing. Melon explains how the uh, how the stocking mimic works. Thank you. I'm not going to read that aloud. Um, any any interested listener can check this forum thread. 
Um, Please make Bad Moon Ratsworth easier in Bad Moon, says Raijin Ely. According to the wiki, Ratsworth gets harder by 1 ml for Ascension, maxing it plus 12. Or don't, it's actually an interesting challenge. Okay. Um, Done. Okay, I'm going to save Ashton's question for Video Games Hot Dog and a lot of Night Bulls. But Jick says, Jick, you once mentioned that because Frontalot was a celebrity, a friend, and had a complete design document in the proper tone and style of KOL, you allowed him to design his own in Quest. Uh, What other individuals, alive or dead, would you have designed a KOL zone given the chance? Aside from HP Lovecraft, I mean, just HP Lovecraft. Mm. Not even like Riff or Mr. Skullhead, just HP Lovecraft. (laughs) Um... Stop reading ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Just because it says your name and then some <laughs> stuff. Well, I bet Mr. Skullhead <clears throat> would force us to implement Joss Whedon's dungeon if he sent us one. If Joss Whedon. I just watched The Avengers today again, and it is so good. I would have the yeah. screenwriter of Looper write, a, write <laughs> us his own. I, I would. David Lynch. Uh, Suda51. Okay. Okay. Um, Van Gogh Batessin. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you said Suda51 Suda always reminds me of Sudafed. Uh, I mean, part of me said would, would do R.A. Salvatore. Because <laughs> I just think his, I just like his ideas. Like, yeah, he's a good storyteller. Yeah, it's very, like, high fantasy. Dan Brown. Oh. Maybe. Uh, you know, It'd like, or, okay, one step further. The screenwriter of National Treasure. <laughs> like... The ideas, if we didn't have to, like, implement their their text, but they just had really cool, like, quest ideas, that would be kind of mm. neat, right? Like, National Treasure is has a bunch of fun stuff. It, you know, Nick Cage is kind of terrible, but... Man, there's all these questions that are... All right, I'm keeping these questions for video games, Hot Dog. Okay. So let's go eat dinner. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch you guys eat. I'm hungry as fuck balls. Are you hungry as fuck balls, Riff? Hungry as balls fuck balls. Okay. Wow. We're going to go eat some hungry balls. We're going to go like hungry, hungry hippos and just eat as many balls as we can (laughs) as hard as possible (laughs) for like a small amount of time. Uh, Cool. Bye, everybody. Stay tuned for Video Games Hot Dog or download Video Games Hot Dog. Have a great weekend.